Hi, whenever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, Account aggregator gives you immediate access to loan. UPI makes that payment instant. And literally, folks, when they need access to finances, have got it with the power of both AA and UPI combined. That's after these headlines. Tata Consultancy Services will soon ask its staff to be based in their work cities as India's biggest IT services company prepares to bring work back to the offices. TCS has more than 90% of its over half a million employees vaccinated with at least one shot against COVID-19. Milind Lakhad, the company's global head of human resources, told Forbes India in a recent interview. The second phase of vaccinations to give employees their second shots is currently on in more than 125 centres around the country, Lakhad said. The Republic of El Salvador, the smallest country in Central America with a population of some 6.2 million people, has become the first country to launch its own Bitcoin wallet called Chivo. You might recall that El Salvador became the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender about three months ago. The El Salvadorian government will give $30 to any citizen who downloads the new wallet. Navi Bukele, the country's 40-year-old president, Latin America's youngest, believes that opening up to cryptocurrency will create jobs and promote financial inclusion in the country where banking penetration is low. El Salvador will not, however, replace the US dollar, its official currency. Dyson, which makes high-end vacuum cleaners, has patented designs for robots that might be able to climb stairs and open drawers, Bloomberg reports. Dyson's robotics unit has been working on a robot that could interact with other home appliances, according to the report. However, it's not clear if this robot will be the one to climb stairs and open drawers to clean them. Dukan, an Indian startup which helps small businesses set up their own online storefronts, has raised $11 million in a funding round led by 640 Oxford Ventures, Economic Times reports. Existing investors Snow Leopard Ventures, Lightspeed Partners and Matrix Partners India also participated, along with HOF Capital, Old Well Ventures, Let's Venture and Nine Unicorn. Angel investors including Oyo's Ritesh Agarwal, and Carl Pei, CEO of Nothing, also invested in the startup, according to ET. Last week, banks in India started to roll out the account aggregator feature. This is a framework developed by India's central banker, Reserve Bank of India, aimed at a consent-based access to financial data. Many in the banking and financial services world are excited about the account aggregator as the next big thing in India after the unified payments interface. I spoke to Sumit Velani, one of the developers of Google Pay and now co-founder of Epify Technologies, a fintech company, to understand what this is all about. Here's what he had to say. Sumit, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, of course, uh, your work uh, is quite well known uh, in the world of uh, fintech, uh, you know, for developing Google Pay uh, along with Sujit and others. Uh, but for folks who are uh, less familiar with your work, uh, maybe we could start with, you know, if you can give us a snapshot of uh, your specialization and we'll go from there. Thanks a lot, Hari, for having me here. Great to be here. Uh, again, in, in terms of stuff that I did in the past, uh, spent most of my career across product and tech, uh, 
from a fintech perspective uh, conceptualized and started google pay along with sujit and a couple other colleagues uh, google pay was you know a great journey and then in 2019 sujit and i left to start epify uh, which is a neo bank focused to help people understand their finances and save more when you uh, started uh, epify uh, what was the uh, problem that you are looking to address uh, and why did you see that as an opportunity so i think having spent you know four plus years uh, you know building google pay from scratch we had got a chance to come very very close to our consumers and understand their daily needs and you know we had with upi and google pay uh, payments uh, digital payments more or less was sort of a solved problem in the sense that now there was a way to easily send money to friends family offline businesses and online businesses but the banking world or the fin- finance world for a user is a lot beyond payments if i divide the finance world into four key areas the first and the most important one is save your money or store your money in a savings account or somewhere else the second is use your money which is payments third is to grow your money which is investments and fourth is to borrow money when you need it there were a lot of these areas that were still you know not tapped for and users felt the need for it more often than not and that's when we thought that what we did with google pay and upi to payments can we do with epify to the entire world of finance that a user says which is simplify it make it more secure and make it really seamless so people can spend more time on things that are more important to them and not just on their finance right if you go and ask 10 millennials out there today do you understand their finances and you know 8 out of 10 will tell you no we have no clue about it hmm so uh, today what are your uh, main products and you along the way you changed the name to fi or is it fi how do we say it correctly and what are your main products today it's fi as in like you know an i or high fi's right so it's like a fi uh no we so epify was always our company name uh the first product that we launch is fi um and fi is a neo banking platform but which you know gives you the standard things any bank account will give you it as a full featured savings account a fixed deposit a physical debit card ability to make all forms of payment from upi neft rtgs imps and so on but a focus is towards a mission statement of what epify was built for right which sort of talked about earlier epify's mission statement is around threefold which is demystifying finances for the users maximizing savings and help them spend smartly so after a ton of research we identified that the biggest problems that the user has today is understanding their finances is a pain point the inertia to save so what we built in our mvp or initial product is a sneak preview in the number of things to come for an example we built ask.fi which is the first virtual financial assistant in india that allows you to ask questions about your finance how much did i spend last month how much did i spend on the trip to goa that i did last year or any other questions you want to know 
and that is a sneak preview of things to come in helping people understand their finances in terms of inertia which is sort of the biggest thing out there we built fit rules which allow users to get over their inertia and by doing things and on making rules that are more easy for them example whenever rohit sharma hits a boundary save 100 rupees aside and that lets people or you know i do shopping at amazon whenever i shop at amazon save 20 rupees aside these rules get people in the habit of saving and then we'll go towards our next step of maximizing this savings for people months and years to come hmm. um uh, you are one of the first uh, fintech companies uh, in india to adopt or join the uh, the account aggregator framework uh, that rbi has uh, developed Uh, give us a bit of uh, background on this framework some history uh, explain what the framework is all about so the, the account aggregator framework came out of you know rbi's uh, thing around consent architecture a few years back and what it basically says is if if i have to explain it i'll try to remove all the technical terms and make it you know so that anybody can understand the idea is that the user owns their own data and today when they have to share the data to avail of financial services give an example i i want to apply for a loan i want to apply for a credit card or i want to apply for my visa to a consulate i have to share my financial data could be bank statements could be something else to get access to that loan to get access to my visa application right and today to do that the mechanism is broken or insecure either i have to go to a bank branch get a bank statement which is signed and then share it or i have to share my financial username password credentials and then give it to a third party fintech who will scrape it and then you know say okay you know your loan has been approved or so on and so forth how does a consent based architecture where you decide whom you want to give your financial data and happen in a seamless digital way that's really what account aggregator is here for is to provide you access to financial services in a digital seamless and secure way hmm in in practice how will this work for an individual uh, consumer for the uh, i know average joe uh, you know if i can put it that way how will he or she uh, uh, take advantage of this so let's say you know i'm in uh, average and i'll give you a couple examples one lending one in money management uh, let's start with lending i want to apply for a loan with a bank with a fintech provider anyone and i want to get access to uh, to the loan what i will do is i'll go to the a uh, loan provider's app website uh, quickly get redirected or embedded inside that loan tech provider to an account aggregator where if i already have an account great if not i'll create an account quickly then give consent to get access or you know get data from one of my bank accounts my deposits let's say i have a bank account in hdfc bank i will get uh, give access to fetch that data from hdfc bank and in a secure encrypted way transfer it to the bank or fintech whom i am asking the loan from 
and they then will see this data and any other information that I have provided to make a real time decision whether I'll get that loan or not. So it will both simplify the whole process of transferring data as well as provide me access to the loan in near real time. So that's an example from a lending perspective. Now let's take the FI example, which helps simplify from a user, from a money management perspective. The user comes to the FI app today. I talked about ask.fi where you could search FI transactions and, you know, get answers to question. But, you know, most people today have a handful of bank accounts and, you know, one almost for each job that they spend time in. So your, your entire finances is distributed, your payments are distributed. Now, when I come to FI, um, you can still come to ask.fi and ask that same questions I talked about earlier. How much did I spend last month or how much did I spend in that trip to Goa last year? And now it will search not just your FI account, but all your accounts that you have connected via account aggregator. And it will allow you to give a combined answer to your world of finances. You know, you could do many more things from a money management perspective where provide financial advice on which stocks to invest, what is your risk position based on your, you know, data, your finances across the world. It can give you a combined financial transaction statement. Today, we get like four transaction statements or uh, monthly statements from each bank we have. Imagine a world where you have a combined statement across all your finances, across bank accounts, across mutual funds, across credit card, and you have one view to it. Don't have to worry about maintaining N things. A lot more can be done in money management uh, with account aggregator. Honestly, to me, account aggregator to overall financial services is, is almost the next, is the UPI moment where it can impact every single area across savings, payments, lending, investments, and insurance, literally touching every single financial aspect of people's lives. Hmm. Did you say that uh, people will need uh, a separate account aggregator uh, ID or account as well, through which they can provide access to their financial data? Yes. So the account aggregator acts as your consent manager, who is a third is a regulated uh, entity. It's an it's an NBFC dash A license that is provided to an account aggregator, and through this account aggregator ID uh, or access, you basically get access. So you give consent. You basically allow the account aggregator to link the various bank accounts you have. And then give consent that I want to give, you know, uh, my HDFC account access to FI. So there are two steps involved. One, the step one is linking your accounts, and the step two is giving consent. And yes, there will be an ID, but you will have both modes. In one, once you have done it once, you don't have to create that account or link that account again. You can give consent to multiple players. Also, there are places where you can. Some of the account aggregators can embed their SDK inside a financial entity's app. So the, the control is run by the account aggregator, but from an user, it's a very seamless experience. Hmm. So uh, last week, there was also news that uh, some eight uh, private banks have already now started uh, uh, 
uh, rolling out uh, the account aggregator uh, feature uh, what does that mean that they also have the now the license to be account aggregator uh, service providers uh, is that how it works yes so there are eight banks uh, which is called as fips uh, financial information providers uh, that now you can fetch your accounts four of them are live and four of them are going to go live soon so you have got access icici hdfc and indusin already live and four more banks including sbi federal and others who will go live very soon this basically means that you can connect accounts from any of these banks uh through your account aggregator and then provide access to uh financial entity who wants your data to provide you a certain service mm. and is this going to be optional or will the you know uh, government and generally the financial ecosystem uh, will they nudge people to uh, embrace this so the account aggregator you know definitely expect some nudging because it decreases cost uh for everybody account aggregator gives you structured data which means that imagine a lending company who previously used to get pdf statements scanned or you know in physical format had to actually go through manually uh or use uh expensive scanners and stuff to identify what your transactions have been and then determine whether you are eligible for that credit now when this data comes in a structured format right from your bank it's much easier for the financial entities to apply all algorithms to say that you know you've got access to credit so it decreases their cost significantly which means they might be able to nudge users to actually use the account aggregator mechanism than the old one that's it i do expect the the old physical mechanisms to continue for you know years to come mm. and for the uh, end user what are the benefits will you get uh, more attractive loans yes I, i think what it does it it opens up an opportunity to get access uh, to multiple things so let, let's say from a lending perspective i i can get access to better loans because it there'll be a lot more competition which means chances of getting a lower interest rate uh, or higher amount of loan um, it it means that now i can get better advisory uh, whether it's you know financial robo advisory to make investments it means i can you know get advisory to understand how i can save money plus it can also mean just to understand my finances uh, for small and medium enterprises it could mean just more opportunities to get loan which were not there uh imagine if you know tomorrow gst and data is part of account aggregator in addition to the banks now people could provide me as a small medium enterprise loan based on my uh, gst data the opt tomorrow you know uh, as nandan mentioned during the event tomorrow you could have telecom data linked as an account aggregator fip now based on my past phone payments and you know if i'm a postpaid prepaid user how well i have been you know how much i have been using there could be you know more data points that could decide whether i am accessible to credit so it's actually a opportunity to reach and provide loan to users who didn't have a credit report or credit score before
which was sort of the only way to know whether to give credit to someone. Now this opens a ton of more uh, data sources that could be used in determining whether somebody is eligible for credit or not. Mm. So again, in terms of uh, uh, actual practice, what will be the steps for uh, an individual bank account holder to uh, get her account aggregator account and ID? So they could either go to the account aggregator app or website and get an ID from there, or they could go to one of the financial institutions, uh, you know, who has embedded an account aggregator system. And so you, again, using the account aggregator uh, code. So basically you're getting it from the account aggregator, either directly or indirectly. Hmm. So people today use uh, mobile phone apps. Uh, ICICI, I know, has a good app. Uh, and so, uh, as does Paytm for that matter. Uh, uh, so will they will people be able to get their account aggregator uh, uh, access and ID through the same apps or will they have to look for new apps? No, so let, let's assume I'm trying to get a loan from ICICI, right? Uh, they go to the ICICI app, try to get a loan. From that app itself, ICICI could redirect within the app itself to an account aggregator. It could be One Money, could be Finmoo, could be Camps, could be anybody, right? And so, from a user perspective, it happens within the app, but actually, the ID is provided by the account aggregator themselves directly. Hmm. So today, there are already uh, account aggregators. Uh, you mentioned some names, One Money, and others. Yes. So there are already One Money and Finvu uh, who have, you know, there are four account aggregators that have got operational license and are already performing. And there are multiple others who are got like in principle uh, license and still have to get operational license from RBI. Uh, but you already have apps from One Money and Finvu in the Play Store uh, for Android, and you have got other things like NADL and CAMS whose uh, account aggregator will be live soon. Hmm. And uh, they will store all this data, is it? Uh, how are they storing the data? Will they have their own data centers? This is the great thing of the design of account aggregator, which is, you know, which is why I believe it's, it's a huge moment and significant in connecting the financial ecosystem. The account aggregators don't store any data. The data is encrypted by your financial information provider, which would be say, let's say you, you have an HDFC bank account and you're getting a loan from ICICI. So it gets encrypted by HDFC and then it can only be decrypted by the person who you have given consent and access to. So say ICICI and that entire communication of an account aggregator like one money fetching the data and then sending it to ICICI for you to approve the loan is in a completely encrypted way. So no middle player has access to it. Hmm. So you mentioned UPI earlier as well. Uh, UPI of course was, uh, I guess, revolutionary, uh, opened up uh, payments to literally hundreds of millions of people across this country. Uh, so in that context, uh, from the point of view of financial inclusion, uh, if you throw the story forward a few years, uh, what will the combination of all these things in UPI and account aggregator, what will that do uh, to bring in more people, in, in, you know, give them more access to formal finance and, and more easily? A lot of this seems to be uh, predicated on access to technology. And in India, of course, you still have many, many people who don't have 
access to that tech. So, so yeah, what are your thoughts? No, great point. And here, here is a thing in, you know, uh, I think a account aggregator and the team behind it that has worked, uh, RBI, Rebit, iSpirit, Samathy have, you know, spent time and year building this. And I think they've thought through this. So there's also a flow, which is called sort of the assisted flow, where you could uh, imagine I'm, you know, going to a, a store uh, where I want to buy something and I want a loan. Uh, previously, you would take documents with this if you wanted an EMI loan and stuff. Now here, using, uh, you know, providing access, you could still provide an access using an assisted flow out there. And I know uh, companies out there that are working to provide that, which means that it's going to be a huge boon for financial inclusion even beyond the folks who have you know full access to technology so think about tier three tier four cities where this could be huge now you combine that with what upi gives you where you provide immediate payment so account aggregator gives you immediate access to loan upi makes that payment instant and literally folks when they need access to finances have got it with the power of both aa and upi combined and it could be, you know, small loans. It need not be big loans, right? So you could combine the power of AA with UPI to make even small sachet-based loans possible. Hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of just thinking aloud, uh, you know, the GeoNext Android smartphone plus UPI plus AA could probably be a game changer. De definitely, right? A a any low-cost phone uh, combined, whether it's Geonex or anyone else, combined with AA and UPI has definitely the power to reach to, you know, hundreds of more millions of users and provide them access uh, to financial services which they didn't have previously or had it but had it in a very, very difficult way. Okay, excellent. Uh, we'll have to leave it there for this conversation. Uh, Sumit, uh, thank you so much again for making time for this. And I hope to keep the conversation going. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Hari, for having me here. That was Sumit Gwalani. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.